You're listening to The Growth Sequence, a new age podcast for women to gain confidence, improve relationships, and find peace of mind through understanding their thoughts and emotions. Jillian Perrick is a master's graduate, life coach, and lady boss of her coaching and consulting company, Northern Resolutions. Time for some rosé and realization, ladies. Here's Jillian. Hey, everybody. So uh, today has been a day before I have to go to work. So I go to work um, two days on day shifts and then two days on afternoon shifts. And I start at 7 a.m. on my day shift. So I'm always like getting stuff ready the night before because I like to make um, little to no decisions in the morning as possible. So because I'm basically non-functional until about like 12 p.m. Mornings are really not good for me. And in terms of productivity, which I'm sure I will talk about in another podcast episode, I am more productive in the early afternoon to the evening. Mornings are just not great for me. Anyways, there's a bunch of cars going past my uh, driveway today. They are very freaking loud. So I know there's like this magical place in my brain where there's not supposed to be any background noises in podcasts, but there might be today. And as part of my working on my perfectionism, I'm going to just not worry about it. So we'll see how that goes while I'm editing this. And so today we're going to talk about trust and conflict. I posted an Instagram a couple of weeks ago about trust and conflict and I wanted to talk about this which I know that nobody is too keen on because nobody likes talking about conflict. It is usually something we shy away from or avoid because it makes us uncomfortable. But that's because our relationship with conflict is usually a negative one. And because our thoughts about conflict are usually negative, so are feelings about conflict. You see where I'm going with this. And therefore we avoid because it feels better. And while the existence of trust where there is conflict does not mean it can be erased, it can act as a mitigating factor though to manage conflict, and here's why. Trust is the development of security. When we are in the midst of conflict, trust helps us feel safe. Again, it does not completely solve the conflict, but it can dictate where the conflict goes. So if you're fighting with your partner, the existence of trust means that you may feel more comfortable to open up about something that's really bothering you because you trust that they won't get up and leave. At work, a supervisor in which you can trust is more likely to encourage your real thoughts and feelings, and you may be more comfortable telling them that you're taking a mental health day or discussing anything personal with them. Trust also goes hand in hand with attachment theory, which originates from the work of John Balby. Our first ties with attachment develop as children and this is what contributes to our building of trust. We learn trust through our parents by receiving the necessary care provided to us such as crying as infants when we need food or to be changed. Trust also develops when our parents leave and come back such as when they go to work and this builds over time and develops our attachment. Obviously this means that our first brushes with trust can be negative if we don't develop healthy attachments. So similar to our parents coming and going from work, trust is developed over time and is a consistent process. Unfortunately, the slow build of trust can be diminished in a moment's time, like a game of dominoes. Lack of trust in conflict means that conflict is more risky or scary, and in a situation where this is true, it is more likely that the conflict will be avoided. It doesn't mean that a conflict won't take place, it just means that you may fear what will happen throughout the course of the conflict and therefore you may be less likely to engage or be completely vocal about your needs. Again, if you're in a tumultuous relationship where there is a lack of trust, conflict can be a dangerous zone for you. If you feel unsafe with your partner in the sense that you're worried about bringing anything up that may be negative, which will deter the relationship in a catastrophic way, you may avoid any conflict altogether, which can create resentment and only furthers lack of trust. 
Building trust is done through a consistent process and built upon little moments that are sometimes intangible. With a partner, trust can be built by being vulnerable with your feelings, or trust can be built by fulfilling a promise that they have made to you. With friends, trust can be built by keeping a secret for someone. At work, completing a project by the deadline set out by your boss. Being reliable is also a big part of trust, and this works in the way of your own self-confidence as well. If you are routinely telling yourself that you will, let's say, work out three days a week, but you never seem to follow through, you're challenging your own personal integrity and are not valuing the trust you have in yourself. Building trust within yourself is just as important as building it within your relationships, because when you feel as though you are someone worthy of integrity and honesty, it will translate into your relationships. Just like experiences with ourselves in which we build trust through following through on our word, the same goes for relationships in that each time you encounter another person, you gain a new experience that strengthens or weakens the relationship. But people come to know each other in many contexts and situations. You may trust someone in one context but not the other. For example, you might trust someone to pay back the $20 they owe you but not to watch your child for an hour. A relationship is made up of components of experience that one individual has with another. And when enough of these experiences are strung together, trust gives them meaning. You learn to trust your classmate over time because they help you out with notes from a lecture you've missed or they do their part for a project. You learn to trust your friend over time because they show up when they say they will, they don't frequently cancel plans, and they don't tell other people your secrets. Trust is fundamental to a healthy relationship, and without it, the relationship can be unstable, unpredictable, and can cause irreparable harm to our confidence. Now, I can almost hear people saying that it's possible to have a relationship with someone, albeit a professional one or at least one that you don't have a particular stake in, without trust. And with this, I ask you, what is this relationship doing for you? If you can't trust your colleague and think that they're going to throw you under the bus in front of your boss at any minute, this will only create anxious feelings around this person or even going to work in general. You might then begin to act out or throw them under the bus before it happens to you. In a romantic relationship, you may think that you can function with little to no trust because you have their passwords for their social media sites and you can check up on their texts, etc. But checking up on these things will only create emotional exhaustion. Being unable to trust your partner will encourage you to think up ways in which you can't trust them. There you find your need to find something out to satisfy your mind, which is clearly anxious. Without trust, you are always on the edge of a cliff waiting to be pushed off. A lot of anxiety mixed with a little bit of fear. But it's understandable why people shy away from trusting someone. Sometimes our trust is betrayed and we get hurt. And this can cause us to avoid emotional connection or hold it at arm's length, never truly letting someone in. But similar to perfectionism, which we talked about in the last podcast, holding people at an arm's length does nothing for our connection to others. And this is where conflict and trust come full circle. You're going to live your life and you're going to have relationships with people, some more important than others. But if you never learn how to develop or build trust, your experiences with conflict will always be negative. You will never feel the reward of improving a relationship for the better if you do not take the risk of trusting someone in the first place and being vulnerable. And when conflict strikes, your inability to trust will only make the conflict that much worse and it will either be catastrophic or completely avoided, which does nothing for growth. Trust gives us that safety blanket, that security in a relationship to tackle conflict head on and to learn from it. But it is not without fault. There is always a risk that you take when you put your trust in someone. But just like everything else in life, there is no reward without risk. Another large component about trust that I wanted to touch on is what happens to others when we put our trust in them. As an employee, I know that my supervisor trusts me and I therefore am a better employee because of it. I'm given confidence in my abilities when I am trusted to carry out a project or a task. As a coach, I never take it lightly when people are forward with their true thoughts and feelings with me. They are trusting me with this information and I feel like a person worthy of their trust. 
As a child, when I told my parents something that happened at school and they believed me, I felt understood and loved. You can create trust in others by being vulnerable with yourself. It really is a beautiful way to connect, and you will deepen your relationships because of it, which will in turn benefit you during conflict. And now your philosophy for the day is an original quote from moi, and it is, trust is where conflict goes to die. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to The Growth Sequence with me, Jillian Perrick. In this week's podcast description, you can access my social media links as well as my website and contact information. Send me an email and reference the Growth Sequence podcast in which you can receive a free discovery call if you're interested in one-on-one coaching. Make sure to subscribe here on Apple Podcasts or my SoundCloud page and don't forget to rate and review. Thank you and keep coming back for more insightful episodes about life, love, and work.